Now, this is where I was hinting upon earlier, the default with agreement versus default without an agreement. We treat default without agreement as a last resort. They are very difficult to get through the courts. Uh, everything becomes a matter of law. You, you get to make no decisions. For instance, uh, if you and your spouse agree verbally that, hey, you, know, you can keep this and that asset and debt and um, you want to divide things different than equally, you can't do that on a true default. You have to divide everything equally. Even if it's not fair, and I can give you some, I guess, I guess there could be a horror story in a sense. We had this was several years ago. We had clients where this was the case. Spouse didn't spouse uh, husband said to wife, "You can keep all of your four hundred one ks and pensions. I don't want any of it. And uh, you know, I just you know, I don't want you. You can have the house. I don't want anything." But he refused to participate for some reason. What that made happen, even though they had a verbal agreement that he didn't want, we're talking, you know, several hundred thousand dollars that he was waiving verbally, but he wouldn't participate at all, even as a default with the written agreement. Forget about having him respond. So what that forced us to do is you have to file it, refile it as a knowing it's going to be a true default and you have to divide the assets 50-50. You cannot, on a default judgment, list your assets, say, you know, I have $200,000 in my 401k and then say, I'm keeping all of that. And my spouse is getting nothing that'll never get approved through the court because community property listed on the property declarations. When you do the defaults need to be a divided equally. And that's just a matter of law. Now with our clients that are going through an amicable divorce, as long as they're both participating, the, the asset and debt division does not need to be divided equally at all. In fact, when we're doing the property order and the marital settlement agreement for the divorce, many times, or I should say all the time, except for a few instances, we're not even listing the values of the assets. So even if the court wanted to get involved in seeing who is getting what and how much, with the way we do the settlement agreements, they don't list the value. So they have no idea who is getting how much. And by agreement, it doesn't matter. The only time we're listing any amount of values is if there's a specific amount going to one spouse, uh, like an equalization payment, say of you know $20,000, $50,000 will indicate the amount because it makes sense to. Um, if there's a buyout, uh, if there's anything other than an equal division of proceeds from, say, the sale of the home, we'll list values. But generally speaking, our settlement agreements simply say uh, basically a bullet point list of the list of assets each are keeping and then of debts and then any other orders. So um, default with agreement, you guys get to make all the decisions. The court will not interfere. Default without an agreement, the court will insist on everything being divided equally. And it becomes very technically challenging to get those through the court because the other party's not participating. Even more so when there's kids. Significant amount of assets. Um, and, and if you're trying to get alimony or child support, or not have any at all. It's just not up to you anymore. It's going to be up to the court. So 